Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Jerky Bonanana Nobo Show. I'm Jerky Bonanana Nobo, and this is my co-host, Chuck the Kangaroo. Hello, hello there. Uh, before we get started with this show, which was a lot of fun, let me say, uh, we got a little bit of housekeeping stuff to do, because, you know, we're an up-and-running podcast. We got responsibilities now. Right, Chuck? E- yeah. yeah. So we can be found... Wherever podcasts are stolen from, <laughs> uh, Apple, iTunes, those are the same thing, but you know, on, uh, we are on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, I think. There's all kinds of stuff, so wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find it. Be sure to tell your friends to subscribe, rate the show, because that helps us get further and farther along. All right. Uh, we can also be found at Twitter, at jbonananobo. So if you want to go ahead and tweet us some nice little uh, hello, how do you do's, we'd really appreciate that. We got one ad for you today. Chuck, you want to go ahead and do this one? Yeah, sure. All right. The coffee defense system. Most logical creatures understand the need to protect their homes whether they live in a gingerbread or a giant boat. But even the most heavily armed people can be caught off guard if they aren't properly prepared. Suppose you're brewing a fresh pot of coffee and a goblin comes barging in looking a snack on you. Your knives are out of reach, your guns are in the living room, and your throwing axes are in the bedroom. What do you do? Well, thanks to the coffee defense system, you'll be prepared for any threat in the kitchen. Not only does this little baby brew the best joe this side of the Ohio River, but it has a nozzle built right into the spot of the carif... Carif? Carafe? Carafe? I don't know. So the next time a Jabberwocky comes to ruin your morning, you could squirt scalding hot liquid right into his eyeball. And I've, I've tested this myself, let me tell you. You don't want to be in the business end of that coffee pot. The coffee defense system is available wherever appliances are sold, but if you go to their website and enter the promo code BANANANANOBO, you'll get 3% off. Again, that promo code is BANANANANOBO. That's B-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-B-O. BANANANANOBO. Thank you so much, Chuck. You did a great job. Uh, today's show is The Frog Prince, and this was a really great conversation. I think he's a true gentleman, but what am I talking for? Let's just go ahead and get the show started. Go ahead and launch that theme music. Thank you so much for coming in today. I'm really excited about the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, I haven't done any sort of press for a while, so if I am a little rusty, I do apologize. Yeah, well, you know, I was new to this whole thing, too, so it's all right. Uh, but 
we introduced you as the frog prince, but as we can tell, obviously, you're not still in the form of a frog. So uh, tell us, first, first of all, what's your name and uh, a little bit of your, your backstory. Sure. Uh, you know, most people don't realize this, but I haven't been a frog for about 50 years or so. But I was born a human, and then I about uh, I was uh, probably about nineteen or so, and I was a servant in this castle. Uh, and for whatever reason, the king thought that I was double dipping into his royal chips and dip. Which was ridiculous, because I never even touched the stuff. But he got it in his mind that I was interfering with his dip. So he hired a witch to turn me into a frog to, uh, I suppose, pay me back for this perceived slight. And so I... Uh, hopped away, I suppose you could say. And it took me about two or three years before I met the princess who would forever change my life. Well, I, I suppose I understand why somebody would get upset over double dipping. I mean, it's pretty gross. But that's, that's sad that uh, he thought that was you for some reason. Do you think that he... Uh, you think that he uh, learned later on who was actually double dipping? I I don't know. I I know for a fact that it was that jester son of a bitch. I mean that was his job was to rile up the the, the feathers of the the king. That was what he was hired to do. But I think he went uh, above and beyond by double dipping in that son of a bitch's uh, royal dip. Uh, one thing I don't understand is why he took it so seriously to to, to begin with, but but anyway, I, uh, my real name is Henry. Uh, but I've been so uh, closely associated with this frog prince story for so long that I I guess the name stuck. So what did you do for those two or three years that uh, took you for you to find a princess? Like, what what, uh, what were you doing up until then? Well, I was uh, dancing around on lily pads. I mean, what else? Uh, I didn't know anything about a frog's life before I became one. So I suppose after I realized what I was, I went to where the first place that I could imagine a frog would hang out. I went to the nearest pond. But even the frogs that were there, they knew something was different about me. So I, uh, they all ignored me, and it was a very lonely time in my life. Um, what do you think it's because you were... A talking frog, and they were not? Oh, no, no, no. They could talk, too. Uh, well, most of them could talk. 
uh, they would say the cruelest thing about me, like I was a pretender, I was a, a, a plant of some kind. They were very politically uh, charged, those frogs. So I, you know, I had to watch them from afar, learn how to catch a fly, uh, all that. Well, so I made friends with this gnome that didn't live too far away from the pond. And his name was Jimmy. And he was a very lovely guy, Jimmy. Uh, he would sometimes let me stay in his little cottage and stay warm. And uh, one day I went to go see Jimmy and he had died. Oh man. It was a very sad moment for me, but I uh, I opened the door and he had uh, choked on a mushroom. It was Oh, that's so sad. Tragic. It was, it was terrible. So I decided to leave. And I went uh, roaming around with uh, trying to find something to do with my life, you know. Oh, man, so what'd you do after that? Well, believe it or not, I used to have a very uh, good singing voice. So after Jimmy died, I uh, I put together an act where I had this little top hat and a bow tie and I would just uh, find people and start singing. I'd say if they would give me some uh, cash from uh, performing. And one man found me one day, and uh, he, he thought that I, he could take ownership of me somehow. So he tried to carry me around in this little box and uh, make me perform for other people, and I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't get any cut of the money he was making. So, uh, his name was Jack. I don't know, I didn't really pay attention much when he would talk. Uh, and funny enough, a friend of Jack's worked uh, for this cartoon company and they tried to use my story and their cartoons uh, I, I, it was uh, I, I had a really hard time with that because the, the guy that they got to play me was cheesy sounding I thought I, I thought he was a hammy guy you know, with this aloe, baby, aloe, honey. It was, uh, it was a joke. So after that, I, uh, I got really frustrated with being a frog. I went back to the castle where I had been transformed. And the, the king was on his deathbed. He was preparing the, his daughter, the princess, to take his place. And I, I, I asked him if uh, I could change back into a human. 
and uh, apparently he wasn't over the, the chips and dip because he instructed the witch that I could not uh, turn back into a human until I could convince a human to fall in love with me. He had a cruel sense of humor. And uh, so I suppose uh, the, the silver lining to that was that before I was a frog forever. And after this, I had a way out. All right, so I, I think I know where this is going. Uh, so his daughter was the princess. Was she the princess that you ended up falling in love with, you know, getting, getting together with? Well, yes. But you see, I was so angry with the king, and I understood that the witch was simply doing her job. But the princess and I met when I tried to convince her to, to once her father passed away, to have the witch turn me back. Uh, but she, uh, she was nervous about becoming queen, you know. And we, we started talking fairly regularly. Uh, she would, uh, vent to me about all these issues that she was having with her father and running that kingdom. Uh, her father was a very war, very warlike ruler. And she, uh, she couldn't decide if she was going to go to war with old King Cole and the land next to theirs. So I was able to alleviate some of her fears about that. Uh, and slowly but surely, uh, I started to get feelings for her. Well, I never heard about old King Cole going to war. So were you able to talk her out of it? Well, you see, in my... I mentioned before that the frogs at the pond uh, near the castle were very political. And uh, I watched them go to war with the, the other amphibians in the ponds nearby. And it was a waste. So many dead. Uh, and, uh, and they had been feuding for, I don't know, centuries. So it was a bloodbath with those frogs. And I saw firsthand the cost of war. Uh, I mean, those, they, they went to battle with these salamanders. And it was terrible because the salamanders came back and killed most of the frogs' tadpoles. No mercy, no mercy. So, yes, I explained this to the princess. I said, war is an ugly thing. And uh, you can be the, the change of the... You can it's, it, uh, extend an olive branch to old King Cole. After all, he was a merry old soul. And it worked. It worked out. 
the princess created an alliance that, uh, as far as I know, is still standing strong. Wow. Yeah, she almost sounds like a, a better leader than her father was, from, from what you described. And smart as a whip. Once her father passed away, uh, she instituted marvelous changes to that kingdom. And we fell in love. And it was, uh, it was an awkward time because quite obviously I was a frog. And she was not. And one day, out of the blue, she gave me a kiss. You know, at this point, we had forgotten about the witch's caveat for her spell. But nevertheless, I turned her back into a human after, uh, at this point, I'd say about three or four years of being a frog. You know what I wonder? Uh, have you ever had a conversation with, uh, you know, the beast uh, who, who fell in love with Belle? or uh, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. I've noticed that uh, witches like to make these weird spells that have something to do with kissing. What do you, what do you think that's about? Uh, I, I don't I don't know what, why there's this common theme of true love uh, when it comes to witches' curses. But uh, I, if I were to guess... I would say that witches have this intuition about life that we don't. And they understand the value of love. Even when they're trying to cause harm, I think ultimately they they like to see a happy ending. But I've never had the chance to meet a Beast or Snow Quieter. Sleeping Beauty, but um, I could certainly understand the similarities between our stories. How, how did it feel after being trapped in a frog's body for so long to uh, be human again? Well, it was, it was pretty great for a while. You see, uh, the princess and I, uh, we actually ruled together for a time when she married me uh, naturally I became king and there was a sweet justice to taking the the place of a, the man who had turned me into a frog uh, and over there the first thing I did was uh, make sure that there was chips and dip available for everybody who wanted it they could get their own plate so they could double dip all they wanted to. It was my last fuck you to the king. But there was, uh, uh, I have to be honest, there was tension in our marriage. And it, it wasn't her fault at all. But uh, it grew over the years. So you became king, you turned back into a human, uh, you got back at the guy who turned you into a frog. I mean, yeah, you, you were banging his daughter, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, but what, it sounds like there was something, uh, something missing in your life. I mean, what, 
after getting all that, what, what possibly could be, uh, what, what more could you want? Well, more is the wrong word. I didn't want more. Uh, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I actually wanted less. You see, uh, as the years went by, uh, I, I slowly, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I, I started to miss being a frog. Oh, wow. So, did you ever, did you ever tell a princess? I, I did. I did. Uh, after a while of recognizing what I was feeling, I tried to keep it from her. But she was, as I said, very smart, and she knew me, and she uh, could sense that there is a void in my life. So I, I admitted to her how I was feeling, and she was, she handled that situation beautifully. She. Uh, she offered to help me find the witch who had turned me into a frog and, uh, and I could continue being king in my frog form and that she would continue to love me as she had always had. Uh, and of course, I loved her too. But the responsibility of being a king is... Uh, far too great for me. Uh, and most of the time she was making the decisions anyway. She she was the rightful queen of the land. Wow, so she offered to actually get you back into your frog form and was just going to continue to be with you. That's that's great. That's love right there. She's, she's a keeper. Absolutely. She is one of the most fantastic people ever, ever born. There was just one problem. The, the witch that had turned me into a frog had long since flew away. You see, the, 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 the princess didn't feel the need to have a resident witch on staff. Thought it was too much power for her to wield. So we, we tried everything we could to find that witch and uh, to no avail, I'm afraid. Well, why, why couldn't you just find, like, another witch? Uh, no, we, you know, if I may. Magic doesn't work like that, Jerky. Uh, you know, witches are like tattoo artists. You know, once one of them has marked you up, the other, you know, tattoo artists don't want to touch you. Witches are kind of like that. They're like, you know, uh, some of the... Some other practitioner has already touched this person, and I, I don't want to interfere with that, so, yeah, sorry. No, that's precisely it. I tried to find uh, witches that would do it, and they just wouldn't. Uh, so I uh, I decided to leave the kingdom and uh, go to the one place that I knew would make me happy. I moved into Jimmy's old hut down by the pond, and, uh, and I discovered my life's 
purpose. And that was to try to uh, create some sort of peace in between that, that pawns amphibians. And I'm, I'm very proud to say that I took what I had learned uh, from the princess and as a temporary king, and I was able to broker a peace between the frogs and the salamanders. And it took a little working, but I got the toads on board. And uh, I, I, every once in a while, the princess and I will uh, take a stroll around the pond, but uh, very proud of her. And I think she's very proud of me. So I'd say that even though I uh, miss my frog days, I, I, I'm quite happy with where I am in life. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. That's marvelous. Um, you know, we, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Um, but uh, Jerky, uh, I think uh, I think you got something to uh, got something to show the uh, the frog prince over here. I do. Uh, well, Henry or Mister Frog Prince. Uh, while we were uh, having our conversation, we had our producer uh, use the internet, uh, which. Uh, turns out is a pretty fantastic tool for finding just about anybody that uh, that we want to look for. And what we have to present to you is the Facebook profile of the very witch who turned you into a frog. And we have already contacted her, and she has agreed to turn you back into a frog. Really? You're not pulling a prank on me, are you? No, sir. Matter of fact, this is probably the first podcast where a conversation has actually gone well. So, you know, we wanted to make it a really uh, special podcast. We want we want people to walk away from this this episode feeling good. So, uh, Mr. Frog Prince, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we've arranged for you and the witch to meet up. You're going to be a frog again in no time. And, uh, you know, live happily ever after. Uh, I had no idea that when I came here, I would be walking away so happy. I thought you were just a couple of morons talking into a microphone to nobody. But uh, I've got to say, I'm so happy I came here. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's our show for today, everybody. Please be sure to share with your friends. Even if that means you got a time to a chair and make them listen. Gently, of course.